0: so thank you for tuning in to another episode of a businessman and i'm your boy sir and today i have another guest an artist from mobile alabama hometown hero miss Deidre graham how are you today
1: i'm well how are you
0: i'm doing great i'm doing great thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to uh do this interview for me and uh miss Deidre. it is
1: my pleasure my
0: pleasure yes yes ma'am yes ma'am and i know this is a holiday season so this will not be a long interview of you But uh, if you could, to everyone that's listening, could you tell everyone what it is that you do?
1: Currently, I am a high school dance teacher, but when I'm not teaching, I am a performer.
0: All right. All right. And how long have you been dancing?
1: I've been dancing since I was six years old, so 20 plus years.
0: All right. All right. (laughs) We're not going to tell our age now. Well I love that. Right. We're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. Okay. So Deidre, uh, if I may ask, what inspired you to start dancing at such a young age? Um, so when I was about
1: four years old I think I went to this com- this women's conference at a church in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wasn't supposed to be there, but my mom, being a single mother, you know, she was trying to find someone to watch me, but nobody could, so I just had to go with her. <laughs> and at this church, they had these ballerinas. They, I remember vividly they had on tutus and point shoes. Oh! And I remember leaning over to my mom and being like, "Mom, I want to do this." And right. I, I told my mom this a few years ago and she was like how could you remember that you were four years old right. so I guess you know it was destiny it was supposed to happen I was supposed to be there and from that moment on I've been passionate about dance ever since
0: all right okay so with doing this for 20 plus years were there any obstacles that you encountered along the way
1: oh yes very very many obstacles but none that weren't too hard to overcome you know mm. Uh, Faith is a big part of being an artist or just a human being in general. Um, One of the main obstacles that I always mention is that when I was about 16, I was told that I didn't have the right body type to be a part of this ballet production. Mm. And so from there, I created my own production. And it turned into an organization that I have called Imagine Me, Imaging Me. Which okay. raises awareness about body image and self-esteem for girls between the ages of twelve and eighteen through dance. Okay. Um, so I've just been working on building on that. It's been that was in two thousand and seven, so it's been like ten years that I've really been cultivating that and working on it. Um, but yeah, that that was that was the main eye-opening moment for me, mm-hmm. and from that moment forward, I think I really was able to figure out how I was gonna navigate this industry and this world that I love that's
0: called dance. Ah, I love that. That's inspiring. So <laughs> my next question is with you wearing a few different hats, like you said, you are a dance teacher, you also run your own, you know, company that brings awareness to uh body shaming, you know, and, and embracing who you are and, and and whatever shape, color, or facet you may be within dance. Right. How do you manage to balance work and your personal life with wearing so many hats?
1: (laughs) Oh, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For I think the first few years, I mainly focused on building uh, me and my organization, you know, the brands and the ideas. But then I realized that I was missing out on life so I took a step back from that and really tried to support everybody who was supporting me. You know, I didn't want to mm-hmm. always feel like I was asking people for money or donations or to come to my shows. But then in return, I couldn't, you know, be there for them because I was in rehearsal. Or I was traveling abroad, you right. know. So I think now that I've found a balance, it's it's been helpful. I think um, just making sure I schedule everything within enough time. Um, That's my main thing. I am addicted to my calendar on my phone. I heard that. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) That that has been a game changer. I have a planner that I write things down in. Mm -hmm. I just try to become more organized. I think that's helped a lot.
0: (laughs) Right. I I agree with you. Shout out to Google calendars because without it, I'd do nothing.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Alright. So, over your, your illustrious career, you know, doing this for 20 plus years, is there any one moment that you consider to be your most memorable?
1: Mm, I've had a couple of memorable moments. Okay. Ooh, I think, so far, uh, the most memorable moment would be uh, being a ballet teacher at this orphanage in Haiti that I got to volunteer at. Oh. Um. It was really life-changing for me. Uh, you know, I thought I was there to help them, but in reality, they taught me a lot. Mm. And so I always cherished that moment of my first time going there to teach them, and they got to see a brown a ballerina. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was pivotal for me when I saw that. I actually saw brown ballerinas my first time, I think, because I'm from Montgomery. So okay. we moved here at the age of when I was six. And there was this dance company here, and they had all brown girls, and they had their um, tights and ballet shoes on that matched their skin tone, and I was like, yes, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be, so I took that to Haiti, and um, I've been volunteering there as much as possible, although I missed this last time, but yeah, so that was the most pivotal moment thus far.
0: Okay, I love it, I love it. I'm glad it affected yeah. you beyond the realm of dance, it's something that you took with you, you know, to... Yes. to shape your mindset that's beautiful alright so my next question is a little bit of a downer and it's the reason I'm asking this is because for every high there's a low and so mm-hmm. I just want to visit that reality so at any point did you feel that you wouldn't be successful in dance and if so who or what changed your mind
1: Um, I think that being successful that's what I actually have been dealing with for a while because As artists, um, especially as dancers in the industry, you have this idea of, oh, I want to dance behind this artist. I want to be on tour with this person. I want to do this music video. I want to do this Broadway show. And so um, I had been dealing with that because I hadn't gotten that many shows that I wanted to be a part of yet. And then I transitioned from New York to Houston at one point. But it was just like dealing with my idea of success and what that reality looked like for me. Um, mm. But my mother was a major, major instrumental part of me uh, accepting where I am in each part of my career. Mm. If that make sense? No, it does.
0: <laughs> it does. Wholeheartedly. All right. <laughs> well... It's good to have that uh, cornerstone in your life to keep you focused and to set that example for you. So kudos to yes, you.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So. I am
1: super appreciative of my mother. Uh-huh. She is the reason why I'm still dancing. There you go.
0: There you go. You better shout her out. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, my next question is a little bit of a long-term question in terms of your career. Where would you like to mm-hmm. see yourself? with your company and as a teacher and maybe some other ventures where would you like to see yourself in one year in three years then in 10 years
1: okay in one year hopefully i will have premiered my one show that i've been working on for like four years now um in three years i hope to have um Transition to LA. Okay. To uh, venture over to the commercial side of dance a little bit more, and in ten years, I hope to have established my organization as a nonprofit, um, as an international nonprofit. Because I'm currently <laughs> finishing up my master's degree in public administration, so I'm focusing on policy and arts advocacy, especially with arts education. Okay. So that's where I hope to be in
0: the next one, three, and ten years. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that you have okay. a structure. That's, that's awesome. All right. So one of my last questions here. Uh, the hardest thing you can do is take a chance on yourself. And in this day and age, I think people are falling by the wayside as far as creativity goes because they feel that they may not be accepted or their idea may not be as successful as they envision What words of encouragement would you have for that person that's afraid to act out on that one passion that they have?
1: Um, I think, I feel like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Mm. Because some days you have those moments where you're like, oh, this isn't going to be fully understood. But at the end of the day, you just have to take a leap of faith. You just have to trust your instincts. And God gave you that vision for a reason. So you just have to believe in that vision. And the rest will come to fruition as it may be. It may not look like what you think it will look like. But in the end, it will all work out how it's supposed to. And you just have to be open to receiving.
0: All right. What meant? Was that good? Yeah, I I love it. I love it. It's it's very inspirational. (laughs) Uh, honestly it definitely spoke to me so i'm I'm sure it will touch someone that needs to hear it so one last question miss deidre uh it is the holiday season thanksgiving is upon us uh just a random question if you had to rank your top three favorite foods for the holiday (sighs) (laughs) i had to get you i had to get you so what would be your top three foods you're looking forward to Uh,
1: okay so, let's start from the bottom. Let's start at number three. Okay. I think uh, the mac and cheese, okay? Okay. I don't eat cheese often, but my mom makes a bomb mac and cheese,
0: okay? All right, okay.
1: Uh, number two would be the sweet potato pie. There you go. Because I am addicted. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but I only get it during this time of year, so you uh, right. <laughs> have to be grateful. I have to be thankful.
0: <laughs> Preach.
1: And then number one is
0: the dressing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I actually
1: just finished some. I know I wasn't supposed to eat it before tomorrow, okay. but you know I had to taste it. I had to taste it a little bit. Got to make
0: know? sure it's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Miss Deidre, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you, whether it be about business or just dance or just wanted to run some ideas by you what's the best way to reach you via social media
1: yes yeah, so my instagram account is dgram underscore zero seven and i also have a website which is probably the easiest way to get in contact with me because i know sometimes my social media accounts can be a little crazy so my website is com and my name is spelled d-i-e-d-r-e-g-r-a-h-a-m um yeah you can click on the contact button on my website and send me an email and i should be able to respond immediately
0: all right well again miss Deidre, it's been a pleasure sitting here interviewing you i know you have things to do because it is the holiday season so i won't take up any more of your time but on behalf of 2020 Podcast, I appreciate you for taking time out of your schedule to do this interview. No, I'm so appreciative of you
1: inviting me. Hopefully, we can have more conversations.
0: Yes, ma'am. I look forward to it. So, with that being uh, said, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no,
1: no. i was just saying, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. But with that being said, this has been your boy, sir. This has been a Business Minute with Ms. Deidre Graham of Mobile, Alabama. You know what it is. And uh, you guys have a blessed day.